And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones with Land Lion Ministry. We thank you for being part of our program today as we have an exciting program prepared for you as we're going to be talking about prophets from Crete. So stay tuned to today's program. And those of you following us on social media, hey, make sure that you share this program with your friends and family so they can also follow along with us and enjoy the program. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to study your word, a, a passage actually that most, uh, I don't remember too many sermons about. So uh, Lord, I'm glad that we're going to tackle this and we just pray, Lord, you'll open up your words of wisdom so we may grow in our relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning into a truth to set you free Bible prophecy edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We thank you for being part of our program today, Prophets from Crete. So stay tuned. And before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, happy late Thanksgiving. Hey, happy late Thanksgiving. Early Merry Christmas. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Nathan, this is the fun season that we are entering into, and Christmas is right around the corner. But let me ask you, did you do all your shopping yet? <laughs> I got the extended family done. I just need to uh, shop for the immediate family. Hey, you're doing better than me. I haven't really started. I'm just going to do the uh, the $50 gift card this year. <laughs> oh, you'd be like my father. He always... Uh, like to brag that he'd wait to the last day and then whatever's left on the shelf he knew what to get <laughs> there you go there you go i'm sure there's a lot of people right now nathan in the same uh scenario but we're excited because it is a wonderful season for celebration a lot of things to be thankful for and looking forward to the birth of our uh, lord and savior jesus christ and that, that's always an exciting time but it could also be a little bit stressful for some people right nathan Oh, yeah. The, I mean, you hear all the time about how stressful the holiday seasons are. So uh, we'll be praying for you folks out there tuned in. I pray that you'll take the time to enjoy the reason for the season and not get stressed out by all the busyness. And now the new Omicron COVID variant and whatever else uh, Satan's trying to throw at us. Oh, that is so true. That is so true. And Nathan, for someone who's maybe new to our program and they're not uh, familiar with what we do and how to get a hold of our resources, can you share that with them? Oh, absolutely. Well, if you're new to the program, uh, then let me introduce uh, myself. I'm Nathan Jones, the Internet Evangelist here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. Vic serves uh, with us as well, wonderfully, as an assistant evangelist. And uh, our ministry, Lamb and Lion Ministries' mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that in a number of ways, and primarily through our television program, which is called Christ in Prophecy, which airs on all the major uh, Christian television networks. And uh, you can find out all about us on our website, ChristInProphecy.org. There we have a wealth of articles, uh, newsletters, social media, uh, videos, our television program, of course, our short form video, uh, you name it. We want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Or if you'd like to connect with us through the Lamb Lion app, you can download that from all the major platforms and uh, get to know us. We'd like to help you get excited about our Lord's soon return. Oh, that is awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. A lot of wonderful resources for you, our listeners and our viewers. Nathan, another wonderful resource that we were talking about is the pre-trip conference. And you've been to about 17 of those already, right? Uh, maybe 14. But yeah, every year, uh, the first week of December, uh, this year, it's the uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the 5th, 6th and 7th, I believe, of uh, December is the annual pre-trip conference held here in the Dallas, Texas area. And uh, if you want to see all the great theologians who've uh, written all the Bible prophecy books that you love to read 
And then that's where they all gather to share very detailed, very heady information. But it's a wonderful place to network and get to know other people who love Bible prophecy. And uh, you can check out their website. It's pre-trib.org. So pre-trib.org. Fantastic, Nathan. And I, and I posted a picture in social media of you and myself from a few years ago, and that's what we actually met. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Yes. Wow, that's a good memory. You're right. We first met at the pre-trib conference. Thank you for reminding me that. And that's why, Nathan, it's a great place to build relationships and get to know other like-minded individuals. Uh, so we really appreciate that I have a picture there of you, myself, and the late Dr. Tim LaHaye. And you've had the opportunity to interview and also meet a lot of wonderful people that just love the Lord and love Bible prophecy. Well, it's like going to the herd, you know. Where are you going to hunt? You're going to hunt where the herd is. And when we want to do TV shows, isn't it excellent? All the people are there. So often... We'll do uh, TV shoots or maybe our Prophetic Perspectives YouTube channel uh, video shoots because they're all there. And uh, it'll be a, some shoot uh, television shooting this year there. But for the most part, I, I really enjoy the networking with other people who love Bible prophecy. I love sitting in and listening to the very academic presentations, probably the most academic you're going to find in the world of Bible prophecy. But uh, it's excellent fellowship. They have a good banquet on Monday night. And uh, uh, our organization, uh, Dr. David Reagan, our founder, uh, back in the day, helped find found the Pre-Trib Research Center, which is the host of this. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of connections to it. Our ministry is not affiliated with it anymore, although we're members of it. So I guess, let me correct what's myself. Yeah, we are affiliated with it, but uh, we're not, we don't run the conference ourselves. Yeah, and, and it's fantastic. I'm hoping that I can make it there because it's coming up next week, but uh, we'll see. But it's just anybody that's in the area or anyone that's, that's listening to this uh, uh, program, great opportunity for you to grow in the things of the Lord because this is also a place where truth is taught now in the midst of so much deception. Thank you, Nathan. Nathan, talking about deception, again, uh, it seems like this... Um, this this coronavirus uh, uh, deception situation never ends. And it seems like every week there's something new popping up uh, to, again, take people's focus of the things of the Lord and put them on the things of the world. Would you agree? I'd agree. I, I would hope that the coronavirus would inspire people to, in, whether in fear or, or just in curiosity, turn back to the Lord. I'm not sure I'm seeing that. I mean, all the reports I'm hearing from different pastors is, is that they've lost maybe a third of their church uh, through this, and they're not seeing them really online like they were. Um, you know, when 9-11 happened 20 years ago, there was a, a repentance and a, a return to the Lord, at least temporarily, but not seeing it here with COVID. And uh, I mean, hopefully it's happening. It's just not terribly visible, but it's disappointing. I, you know, would think that when people's lives are on the line, that they'd uh, turn to Jesus and, and look for his comfort and his rescue. But it seems more and more people are turning to big government, looking for solutions through pharmaceutical companies and not putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Yeah, Nathan, that's why I love our program, because we're here to give people hope uh, that in the midst of challenges, we know there's a lot of people hurting out there. But we want to encourage you guys to turn uh, to the Lord uh, again, he promises to heal us. He promises to bless us and and he will never leave us and will never forsake us. So that's why we need to be aware uh, very carefully of all these false teachers and false prophets and, and false news, false media outlets that are really just out there to hype up uh, things and get rating rather than really caring 
for your welfare. And Paul really uh, was also instructing Titus that there's there comes a time when we need to bring things in order. And, and in the church in the United States of America, and it starts with good leadership. It starts with the truth. And Nathan, you and I were talking about this in the book of Titus, where that church had quite a bit of issues. And Paul left Titus there to uh, bring order to the place. And one of the ways was by by teaching truth uh, to be able to uh, shut the mouth of those that were bringing about false fables. And in chapter one uh, of the book of Titus, in verse 10 through 16, Paul also begins to instruct Titus in how to deal with people that are insubordinate and people that are teaching falsely. Can you take us there, Nathan, to Titus chapter one uh, and read for us verses one through 13 and I'll read verses 14 through 16? Absolutely, absolutely. For there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole households, teaching things which they ought not for the sake of dishonest gain. One of them, a prophet of his own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. And verse 14, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men who turn from the truth. Uh, to the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. Wow, Nathan, this is quite a command that Paul is giving to Titus at this point. Yeah, and as I said earlier, you don't really hear much about this, but one of their prophets of Crete, uh, a Cretan prophet, that's really kind of blows your mind here. And uh, what did he say? He said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. Well, wow, that <laughs> sounds pretty racist, doesn't it? And you know, it's funny, when I was a kid, I used to watch those Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know, and it seemed like Daffy Duck, would, when he was always upset with somebody for being uncultured, he'd call him a Cretan or a Philistine. And so that's the only thing I really knew about Cretans in my youth and later, like, oh, Crete's an island in the Mediterranean. There you go. <laughs> I think it's funny to, I don't know if it's just the way the wording is ordered in verse 12, but he says, one of them, a prophet of their own said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. And then in verse 13, he says, this testimony is true. And the way the wording is placed, it makes it seem like Paul's agreeing, well, yes, Cretans are always liars, people, beasts, and lazy gluttons. But actually, uh, in context, what he's not talking about is that, but he's talking about idle deceivers and false prophets, bad teachers who say stuff like this. He's not saying that the Cretans are a bunch of evil, lazy gluttons. Nathan, good point. And Nathan, this is why this is a very important passage, because really there is a test in the Bible uh, to really figure out who true prophets and false prophets are. People don't seem to understand that uh, wherever there's lies, there's also truth. And the Bible always gives us uh, a Lipton test, how we can know uh, truth from error. We can know who's a true prophet and a false prophet. Today, there seems to be so many people uh, on social media that are supposedly bringing prophecies uh, from the Lord and what's going to happen in the future. And, and a lot of it is just doomsday negative stuff that oftentimes does not come to pass. Yet the Bible tells us, right, Nathan, what a true prophet and what a false prophet is. Any passages come to mind, Nate? Well, I think you nailed it. Deuteronomy 18, 18 through 22 is the 
test for what a false prophet is. Uh, it reads, I will raise up for them a prophet, capital, like you, from among their brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. This is a prophecy about Jesus, of course. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? Well, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken it presumptuously, you shall not be afraid of him. So again, excellent passage here for helping us understand what a true prophet is and what a false prophet is. Because brother, you and I know we live in a time period where every other person has claimed to get some kind of divine relation, uh, revelation from God. And we know that we have to test the spirits, as the Bible says, and use this Deuteronomy 18 litmus test to see if what they're speaking is truly from God or not. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, not only there, but also we see even in social media and in the news and some people uh, are following uh, every word that certain people say about the future of our country. Uh, some even call Fauci a prophet. And I'm saying to myself, you know, we really need to be careful who we're following and why, because we, we, there's so much deception that one month somebody's telling you something, the next month they're telling you something different, and people seem to be all confused and they don't even know who to trust anymore. So I'm so glad that the Bible is that anchor that shows us clearly how we can know the truth from error. Oh, absolutely. Matter of fact, Deuteronomy is so specific here. It says that a prophet of God has to be a accurate 100% of the time. You know, see how important that is? You know, if they're, well, they occasionally get it wrong, like uh, Harold Camping and his three dates for when the Jesus was going to return and they all failed. You know, even one failing makes him a false prophet. So here we got 100% of the time they have to be true. We also read in 1 John 4, 1 through 3, that uh, besides the test of a prophet's prediction having to come true 100% of the time, John said in order to test the spirits, the prophet had to acknowledge that for Jesus Christ to have come from God, he must have first come in the flesh. So a true follower of Jesus acknowledges that the Son of God came to earth as a man in the flesh. And you often find that a lot of these false prophets today deny either the deity or the humanity of Jesus. And so therefore they are false teachers. Mm, I love that, Nathan. And that's why we have to be so cautious. And again, this is why Paul was instructing Titus. Listen, when it comes to doctrine and when it comes to certain things, you must put a stop to these people's mouths because we, we cannot just allow false prophets to go around saying whatever they want. And Jesus even warned us in Matthew chapter 24, Nathan, a very clear passage about the deception that was coming. And we saw that it was true because in Titus 1.10, Again, Paul was saying to Titus, for these are many insubordinates, both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision. And Jesus in Matthew 24 from verses 3 through verse 11 spoke about the deception that was coming and those that will be doing the deceiving. Would you be able to go there, Nathan, with me to Matthew chapter 24 as we look at verses 3 through verse 11? And if you would open us up with verse 3 through 8 and I'll close us with verses 9 through 11 there of Matthew 24, in case someone doesn't have a Bible. Sounds good. Starting with verse 3, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him, Jesus, privately, saying, 
Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And verse 9 says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated for all nations for my name's sake. Uh, verse 10, And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up uh, and deceive many. And Nathan, I just keep looking at the word deceive, deceive over and over there, and it seems like that's exactly what also uh, Paul was saying to Titus. There's going to be a lot of deception, and we need to be on the alert. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, when the apostles asked Jesus what the signs that would point to the end of his age leading up to his return would be, Jesus gave 10 signs. We read a few of them here, but look at the number one sign that Jesus says. He talks about false Christs, false prophets, false deceivers. It's the number one sign. As a matter of fact, he'll list it three times. So he points to the fact that Satan may not know how prophecy will—he can't see the future— but he knows what the Bible teaches about prophecy. So the closer we get to Jesus' return <clears throat> and Satan reads the signs of the end times, the more he tries to drown the gospel in millions of voices and alternative ideologies and cultures and uh, false religions and all that. And he tries to drown you with false Christs and false prophets to deceive even the elect if that's possible. And so that's why Jesus said you could recognize it. They would increase in frequency and intensity the closer we get to his return. I was on uh, Watchman Fellowship's website, their occult-watching website, and they report there's 1,200 false religions and 500 Christian, if they'd say, cults in the United States alone. I mean, that is a massive amount of confusion, trying to drown out the Word of God. Wow, Nathan, that and that's a staggering number. And people are not aware of this. They think that a lot of these religions are just happy-go-lucky, nothing too worried about. But we really need to be paying attention because, again, if these individuals are not teaching the truth, it's deception. And it's going to lead us astray from the truth of what the Word of God says about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's an excellent point, Nathan. Again, that's a that's a staggering number. Now, where was that reference? Where did you find that information at again? Watchman Fellowship. It's just uh, Google Watchman Fellowship. It's James Walker. He was a former Mormon. He was very deep in that cult for many years. He got saved out of it. Now he's dedicated his life and ministry to exposing cults and helping Christians see the truth. Back to you know Deuteronomy 18, understanding what these false prophets are teaching and identify them so they don't get swept into that deception. Mm, wonderful resource. Thank you so much, Nathan. For those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into a truth will set you free. Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, our topic is prophets from Crete, as Paul is instructing Titus in how to bring order into the church of God. So Nathan, a lot of deception uh, that as we just read, and not only that, but then also uh, going back to Titus chapter one, another thing that we notice there in verse 10 and 11 is that it talks about uh, the deception that is coming. And then he also talks about those uh, whose mouth must be stopped because they suburb whole household, teaching things which they are not. And it just reminds me, Nathan, of what it says in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. 
You and I just closed the book of 2 Timothy. But again, what an amazing reference to what's going to happen in the last of the last days. In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, another great reminder of the deception that is going to come uh, and that we believe it's already here. Would you be able to go there, Nathan, with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to open up there with verses 1 through 3. And maybe you can uh, read verses four through seven, just in case, again, someone who just tuned in doesn't have a Bible. Absolutely. And we notice there, Second Timothy 3, 1 says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, verse three, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, and despisers of good. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Well, and Nathan, so we, we recognize clearly a lot of this deception is a sign of the last of the last days. And, and this is why we really need to pay close attention. Uh, what I like there, again, Paul talking to Titus, he says about these individuals suburbing whole households. You you just read for us gullible women. And, and, and we could say be careful because there's also gullible Christians that the enemy wants to suburb. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I recently was at uh, speaking at a conference that we partnered with Billy Crone at his church in Las Vegas, Nevada. And my presentation, all of them had to do with the Great Reset, you know, how the global government is trying to take over. And mine dealt with technology and how that's changing the culture. And it's interesting that when you look at the culture that the world is starting to adopt through shared media, it, it, it really is defined here by 2 Timothy 3. Matter of fact, that even goes as far as saying is this woke culture or PC culture that we're endure, having to endure right now very absolutely follows exactly what we're reading here. I mean, they, they're, they're boasters, they're proud, they love money, they're disobedient, to, especially the parents, they're not thankful, they're totally unholy, they think they're godly, in other words, they virtual signal, virtue signal, but uh, they're not virtuous, uh, they, they seem to have a form of godliness, they think they're doing good, but they're, they're really not, and he says, these, these are bad people, and Unfortunately, we're seeing society more and more grow into that. And brother, I believe that that's the society of the tribulation. After the church is raptured off this earth, we're going to see a worldwide woke culture. That is the Antichrist culture. And we're starting to see the beginnings of it. And of course, we know God's going to judge it and it will be destroyed. Praise the Lord. But at the same time, it's, it's, we're living in spooky times when you start seeing the end times culture come about. Nathan, and it's true, they always come up with these terminologies, whether it's the woke culture, the Gen X, whatever, it's all pretty much the same. It's, 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 some of it is built in rebellion, some of it is built in, in unlawfulness, and that's what the enemy is all about. And, and I believe for Christians, we really need to be very careful that we don't get swept in to these modern day uh, uh, cultural things uh, in, in, to try to be relevant. And, and sadly to say, uh, some, some do. And we need to, again, just be uh, those individuals that are trusting the Lord, that are in prayer and really seeking God's truth or else we're going to be swept away with, with a lot of the deception. And, and one of the things, Nathan, the false prophets often are after uh, as they subvert 
Uh, here it says whole household. Uh, Paul says to Titus that they're also going to be after this honest gain. And you and I have seen throughout history, so many false, prop, false prophets at the end of the day, uh, they're after the money. They're after people's pockets and wallets uh, and using every tactical method that they can uh, to deceive them. Uh, but but the Bible talks about that in the book of Second Peter, chapter two, verses one through three. We also note that as we speak of the last of the last days, that this is going to be a reality. There's going to be more deception and more individuals trying to take advantage of others, uh, their finances. So Nathan, Second uh, Peter chapter three verses one through three. Uh, would you be able to read that for us, just in case again someone is following along so they can see what we're at? Awesome. Yes, quite the marathon of verses here. <laughs> but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. And for a long time, their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not slumber. Praise the Lord, right? Yeah. And Nathan, again, we see that the word covetousness there. And uh, that's one of the things that the enemy loves to use uh, 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 for our flesh. And, uh, you know, we, we need to, again, fight against these urges and against these things because, that was the reputation of the Christians, as you read for us in, in Titus 1.12. Again, the reputation of the Christians, uh, there were liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. And uh, people that are just want quick money, they will take advantage of others. But we as believers, as Christians, we need to be hardworking. We need to press on to follow the truth. And we need to have, we need to set a different example than what the world is setting. Right, Nate? Oh, absolutely. I think we're living in a time period at which... Uh, our founding fathers had warned us about that when the generation that realizes they can vote the money out of the coffers will destroy a democracy or in our case, a republic. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the government spend trillions of dollars beyond our budget, uh, giving money away to all these programs in hopes that those people then will vote for a particular party or leaving the borders open. So millions of illegals can come in in hopes to give them citizenship. And again, uh, so they keep them in power. Their power means more to them than the welfare of the country they're, they're supposed to protect. And that's a frightening thing when you've got your own government is as corrupt. When your own government starts talking about forced vaccinations using the military or building uh, COVID concentration camps. I mean, these are, of course, fringe element voices. But the fact that, that people are shaking their heads and saying, good idea, uh, our culture is changing, man. I mean, very, very quickly changing away from the Judeo-Christian views. And when you don't have a Judeo-Christian foundation, what do you have? Well, you have Stalin, who killed 25 million of his own people, or or Mao, who killed 50, I think 52 million of his own people. Every time a, a, a secular humanist government takes over and becomes the sole political power in a country, it means murdering everybody that has anything to do with the opposition. We know that when the Antichrist will eventually rise to power, he will cause a world war that will obliterate a quarter of the world population. So he kills a quarter of the world's population to silence his enemies, to take that type of power. And so, brother, this culture that we're living in is like a, a bubbling pot that's getting hotter and hotter and building towards that tribulation type culture. And eventually what we saw with the fall of Russia, uh, well, we didn't, but our great grandfathers did. 
for the Soviet Union or when Mao took over and made China communist, that's going to happen on a globalist scale. And brothers, we're already hearing the rumblings of it. Mm. Excellent point, Nathan. I love that. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into Truth with Satan Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about prophets from Cret. And we see the signs of the times are right before us. Nathan, we believe, of course, before that tribulation period, before the final deception comes, that we are going to be taken out of here in what is called the rapture of the church which is an event that can occur at any moment is imminent. And you and I can't wait for that to happen so that we will be out of here. And hopefully millions of other Christians and what will be left behind are those that reject the Christ, those that are that were deceived. And this is why we were encouraging you to turn to the Lord while there is still time. As a matter of fact, in Titus 1.16, the Bible says, these individuals, they profess to know God, but in works, they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. And there needs to be fruit in the life of an individual to show that they truly belong to Christ. And Jesus himself, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20, warned us about certain things and also showed us the importance of the fruit of our lives. Nathan, in closing, would you be able to take us to Matthew chapter 7 and read for us verses 15 through 20? Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly there are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Nathan, that, that's a powerful passage because, you know, we, we know that we're saved by grace uh, through faith in Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ alone. But as true believers, as true Christians, if we so call ourselves, there also needs to be real fruit, right, Nathan, that we truly belong to him. And the Bible does talk about this. One of the things with the false prophets is that they're going to be saying one thing. But when you look at their lives and you look at the fruit, it's totally opposite of what what it should be. Excellent point. Yeah. Good fruit. When we're talking about fruit, we mean spiritual fruit. In other words, um, services done to the Lord that further his kingdom. And right. False prophets, false teachers. Uh, I think you made, made the best point there when you said they're after the money. It's about them. It's not about uh, magnifying God in his name. So that's an easy way to, to, to figure them out. Right. Absolutely. And, and again, it's just a, a quick test that we want to encourage you. Be, as we say, be fruit inspectors, spiritual fruit inspectors <laughs> when it comes to uh, the times in which we're living in the lives of the people. And that's what, again, Paul was saying to Titus, you know, uh, there needs to be order in the church. People need to not just be talking about their walk, but they need to be living it out. And if that's you and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, if maybe the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, we would encourage you right now to turn to Christ while there is still time, no matter what mistakes you've made, no matter what you've done, God can forgive you as you turn to him. Nathan, would you be able to share with that person on the other end that does not have a relationship with the Lord, but they recognize they need God, how, may, how they may be able to start that relationship even right now? Well, we start by surrendering our lives to Jesus. We reach out in faith and in repentance uh, towards Jesus, acknowledging that he is uh, our Savior he saves us from the penalty of our sins, which is eternal death and hell, and that by only Jesus Christ can we be saved. So if you believe that, then pray from your heart something like, 
Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. Please forgive me of my sins and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus will do that. Your sins will be forgiven. You'll inherit a new life. The guilt will be washed clean, and you'll gain eternal life in heaven one day. Mm, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And if you pray that prayer for the first time, Nathan and I would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We want to celebrate with you and send you a Bible and a Bible study guide. And we also want to encourage you, hey, there's a celebration in heaven as well for every sinner that repents. And we want to encourage you, find a good Bible teaching church. Let the pastor know you accepted the Lord and that you also want to be baptized. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And we want to congratulate you to turning on to the Lord. Nathan, what a wonderful way to close our program by encouraging individuals in the things of the Lord in the midst of all this Omicron and coronavirus deception, that there is hope out there. And that hope is found in Jesus. Right, Nate? Amen. And thank you, Vic, for looking up all those references. That's, those are a lot to find, but they're all fantastic passages that hopefully folks have helped clarify for you the difference between truth and falsehood. Mm, absolutely. No problem, Nathan. It's our pleasure to be able to share these and hopefully individuals will become good students of the word and have a better appreciation for Bible prophecy. But Nathan, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. I want to thank you for being part of the program as always, as my co-host, and we always have a lot of fun here. Amen, brother. God bless you all. Awesome. And the rest of you, may the Lord bless you. And again, if you're in need of prayer, reach out to us, 305-992-9537. Have a wonderful week and look up. The Lord is coming very, very soon. May he use you mightily this week. Have a great day.